Emmy, Emmy, Emmy. Hello, oh. hello. Um, Hi, Jerry. We had a slight technical, slight technical issue this morning. Anyway, we'll just put that behind us and carry on. It's part of it, isn't it? It's it's <laughs> it's a thread that inter- oh. that interweaves in our lives. Oh, we were talking about you, my you, staycation. That's right. That's right. Problematic staycations always are. Um, yeah. It's a should be a sign because of the stupid hybrid word. Um, yeah. But also in my recent um, time not working as a clinical psychologist, this was only 10 days. I'm talking about it as though it's 10 years, but it feels like 10 years because my parents visited and that oh, was yeah. the live action family of origin work. <laughs> Um, sure. They don't even stay with sure. me. What? <laughs> they even leave at oh. the end of the day and go to their lodge, um, which sounds origin. like a place where little alcoholic men should live. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they stay in their luxurious boutique lodge. It's not particularly luxurious. And then just come and want to do things with me all day. Um, what, what sort of stuff does your... First of all, a couple of questions. What age bracket are your parents in? Are they technically I, baby boomers? Are they oh, in that baby boomer? Oh, they they define baby boomer. Um, <laughs> oh, so so they were born in self- 1951, 19, yeah, 1951. 1951, uh, okay, yeah. So they're um, coming up to their 70th birthdays. Uh, mm. they're like human Labradors. Are we going to go for a walk? Are we oh going to get God. something to eat? <laughs> um, oh, oh, and in the God. meantime, the my adolescent is resisting, saying things like, I'm not going to have five meals a day. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I have to go to the... I feel like I have to go to the couch for this this matter. It's I think family of origin work is important, but it's very hard to actually do with your own family. Do you, like, it is, it's very, isn't it's, it? It's really hard. To, I'm just trying to tap into the the baby baby boomer phenomenon. They are quite shocked as a group. I think I'm going to say something controversial. I think they're quite shocked to discover that they're not the center of the universe. I yes, I think I think so too. Yeah, I was uh, the word that was jumping into my mind was entitled. Um, well, you know, but perhaps, <laughs> perhaps this is an example of pure projection because yeah. uh, some people say clinical psychologists are entitled or elitist. Oh, or, sure. uh, oh right, something. Yeah. So so maybe it's maybe it's within me. I don't know. I don't know at all. Before our technical glitches happened, we were talking a little bit about, we talked a bit more about life, the life myth, which we might touch on in a minute, mm. but we were, we were coming up with, you were banging on about, <laughs> you, were, you were giving me the impressive seven client a day story and we were talking about workload and we were talking about identity, weren't we? We were talking about, yes. you know. Yeah, what you what's your, your identity stages? when you're on yeah. holidays? Yes. That's right. And how do you cope with that and all that? And yeah. I, so I was trying to bring this together with our friends, the baby boomers. I mean, they have been a glut, <laughs> a pox on the... <laughs> They society on everyone's buttocks. Um, I, and of course, you've heard the terrible joke about COVID helping us out with the problem, which is very dark. Uh, <laughs> so, did you see that? Did you see I, that I didn't expect <laughs> this conversation to go in this <laughs> direction so of intergenerational <laughs> angst Complete. and hostility. So we're redirecting. Okay, so we've got to do the work now, Jerry. Come on, we've got to do the work. Right, I want to. What are we talking uh, well, about here? No, I'll I've, I've got a question no? for you, okay, which is right. a little bit basic. Maybe I'm avoiding. Okay, all are right. you a Generation X? When, when, um, when maybe when? I think I might be seventy-five. What? When does Gen? When does Gen X start? So, it's, is it? 70 to 80 I don't know what the I don't know what the boundary conditions are yeah I think maybe I am mm. I think just I'm not a 
Do, do you what, feel yeah. like it? Uh, I think I do feel sort of stuck between being responsible for, for my parents and also being responsible for the people who come after me. Um, yeah. But I don't know if that's the defining. I, I don't like what are, what are we saying Gen X is defined by? Like what, yuppiedom or something? I think in Australia Gen X is defined by the recession of the early 90s. Oh, okay. Um, in that case, and, you're probably right. Yeah, and okay. experiencing that. Um, well, I mean, it was a shock to, this is not exactly therapeutic work, it's more like general statements. It was a shock to my parents, for example, that it was, it was hard to get a job and yeah. a house. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it. yeah. They, they just thought, thought you were failing as a human being because it seemed impossible. But they didn't I remember the those numbers. conversations. <laughs> yes, I remember yeah. those conversations where their subtext was what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an there's sometimes an eyebrow was raised, but we're being glib. Let's be let's be a little bit more serious, yeah. Make it make it more personal. So you had the parents over for your staycation. Did you have a staycation because of COVID? Like we just needed a break or what was going on? Oh well I felt like I should be in town if they were visiting. Oh holidays. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously attempting not to be. (laughs) Attempting not to be. And, oh, man, I, I think there's like a, it's almost a different level of consciousness with with that, the parent, the baby boomer generation there. And it's almost like they talk a different language. I don't know where we're going. Yes. With we're not going yes. where we were going before the technical glitch, but <laughs> it's we like can, they, we they can have. We can go anywhere. Yeah. Well, well, you used the word glib yeah. before, and I think yeah. it's not its not no. that they're glib, but it's not, yeah. there's no self-reflection going on. I mean, oh, this, this is a broad generalisation. <laughs> no, there's not. There's no awareness. There's no self-awareness at all. There's no awareness of what you do might affect someone else. Mm, mm, yeah. And there's no broad, I think there's a really big difference of the of how how, how they understand their relationship to other people and also the world. Mm. They're very sort of narrow in their their field of reference. Like it's me and I'm at the centre of it all. Mm. And then there's you and you're less than me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do do you reckon that's true or do you reckon it's just how we feel or are both right? Oh, yeah. If you feel a certain way, I guess it has an an essence of truth in it, yeah. Well, it's, gee, man, this is a big conversation. I'm trying to figure out what we're working with here. So in order to make sense of it, we have to kind of personalise it a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I think I kind of my grandparents were off were a greater source of advice and support and wisdom than my actual parents, and it mm. was odd because they'd had less education and they had less. Um, so I don't I don't know, but then I don't know. You got to understand this embedded in a much larger story. So we need a few more specifics. What are what are we wrestling with here, Jerry? Like well, what are we I guess, into? I guess I- can give you I can give you some yeah. concrete examples yeah. and I can give okay. you differences down through the generations and I can also give yeah. you a bit of a, a family pattern although okay. there's broad brush strokes but um my parents were definitely baby boomers and right. um they had me very young uh, they yeah. all so they were 18 or, oh, or wow. something yeah yeah mm. so yeah. So, so in contrast to subsequent generations or even people of their generation, they got started with adult life uh, earlier. Now, okay. one thing that I reckon they do value and have valued over the years is having fun and yeah, right. travel and recreation, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, which which is a value, right? And it's not a bad value per se, but um, yeah. I think they always had the recu- recreation time to do it, whereas I'm not sure if some Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. They had more time. You're right about mm, that. There was, and there was more time and this is me being really mean, there was less okay. culture. <laughs> Um, that's well that's true there was so um, there's a lot of beer yeah. garden action you know and it's a fair bit of body hair from what i recall oh, yeah <laughs> which was just 
you know, I yeah. still get traumatised at the yes, yes. Tod- toddler height, you know, of, of the, the vision <laughs> um, at the beach, which was, I, you know, still the eyeballs are still traumatised by all that. But, yeah, but I think what are we, yeah. I suppose in Australia, like we, we still do have a problem with alcohol as a, as a population. I think I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but it's somewhere like, 40 to 60% of the population have regularly consumed daily alcohol intake, more than two drinks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it may and then that, that may not involve cask wine. Um, oh, yes. Oh, God. The old. Um, oh, which yeah. appears to be fading from favour. Maybe and, that, and <laughs> the industry is more sophisticated now. Yeah, but, but the problem's now. the same. I, I should. I, I yeah. don't mean to be facile because, yeah, alcohol is a huge difference, and the other difference down through the generations is something that's dear to my heart and something that I love talking to people about, which is parenting. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to think I parent very differently from my parents who who seemed to have uh they didn't seem to think about it at all um yeah that, that's it was one of benign neglects really um I think it, I think that's what they thought you did you sort of like you, your children were a bit like pets without leashes you know like you just mm. take them places and run them around the park and I suppose that's yes. something and that yes. you send them out and they run around and then you feed them at dinner and try and compel them into a bath and then yeah. bed. And they, they, there wasn't a lot of refereeing of conflicts or, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah benign neglect's a good description. And that I think that might have been like a good start of parenting maybe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In no way, in no way am I implying um, it's, but yeah. there's also a lot of authoritarian yeah. parenting. You can still see the shadow of that in Australia. Like you can, I mean, I, I worked for mm. a city council for a while and long about 15, over 15 years ago now and there was a, the maternal and child health nurse um, group were, were quite supportive of um, physical punishment of, of small children and that was only 15 years ago. And Whoa. I know that's what I said. To, well, I said to the nurses, I said, well, what you're sort of saying, you're, you're advocating for illegal assault. You know, if that child was mm. able to press charges, they, they could. Mm. And it's that that idea. There's a lot of bending of, of um, I suppose you'd call them morals or ethics. But at the, other, the other side of it, I think a lot of parents don't know how to parent without physical chastisement. Yeah. Like yeah. physically restraining a child or like, anyway. But, but, but that was big in the 70s as well. <laughs> it, it was, and it's so different now. It's a different world. It's um, a world that's an arms race of activities and experiences. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. I mean, I see that sometimes and yet I'm powerless to stop it. I'm powerless. Uh, powerless is the wrong word. I mean, but, yeah. Who do can you be feel first? Are you feeling a sense of, like, to stop the arms race, who can be the first to say, I don't want my kid in so many activities? Well, when you, oh, crikey, the pressure of being busy, and that's a phenomenon as well, mums and dads, like driving mm. kids to activities, like get home from work quick, got to get to ballet, got to get to mm. basketball, got to mm. get to karate, got to get to violin. I mean, mm. well, okay, so what are we wrestling with here? Are we talking about what is the essence of what we're trying to make sense of here? Like what are we well, talking about? I know. I know this isn't on the level of deepness that you might want to go, but one thing I've been thinking about is when you're not working, your work identity or your work label, in my case as a clinical psychologist, takes a back step and my other roles and my other labels, uh, daughter and parent, come in the forefront. But how... How do I evaluate how I'm going? Oh, Jerry, um, these are, these are good question. 
that is that's that's how do you know when you the outcomes are less clear now I think probably in clinical psychology the outcomes are less clear like last time we were talking Mm. about how do I feel I'm doing a good job and if my clients are going well and I reflected on that and I thought that's absolutely stupid because Because I might be putting more work in. I might actually be yeah. being better when they're yeah. not going well. Uh, so, <laughs> well, oh, cry. the journey but, through counts- through therapy, counselling or treatment, I mean, there are periods where you're not doing well, but you, if you keep coming, you, generally things improve, but you have mm. to keep showing up, keep trying. Both of you have to keep showing up. Keep trying. Mm, Hang on, what? Yeah. Well, it's it's a well. So the way I think of it, and I'm not going to say as a counselling psychologist, but I think more counselling psychologists would probably think like this in terms of processes rather than outcomes, which is annoying because it means you don't have a lovely, clear swathe of research saying what an excellent professional you are. But mm, the, it's mm. the, the but the it's more the experience of what you're up to and the because the thing about life and being human a human being is it's not always fun. In fact, there's quite a lot of difficulty and suffering. In fact, you could say life is just one endless stream of problems you have to solve or try to solve. <laughs> <laughs> As the Gottmans say, <laughs> perpetual problems, um, which is is a nice phrase, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think. I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think in clinical psychology there's an inherent assumption that things can reach a a plateau of excellence and stay there, Mm, mm. a plateau of now you're better. Oh, well, well, a place of symptom relief, yeah. uh, Yeah. I would use different language for it, but, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, well, sure, because I, but I think... I'm not sure life's actually like that. I don't know if the experience of being human is actually like that. You know, mm. whereas mm. so I, sp- I suppose I probably swing more towards the existential ideas of making sense of a symptom as a way of because there's plenty of experiences in psychology that you cannot get rid of. You can like yes, c- certain yes. kinds of anxiety. Some people are prone to certain kinds of anxiety that you can improve, but it's something you always have to keep an eye on. Yes. Um, as a Buddhist would say, I just oh, like yeah. <laughs> using that word, really, <laughs> feeling just a little bit Richard Gere, um, would say that things come together um, yeah, and then okay, things yeah. fall apart oh. and then yeah. things come yeah. together and then things fall apart <laughs> and I think, you know, it's implied and so on. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the interconnectedness of all things, Emmy, that we're talking yeah. about is that this is maybe a bit more of a shock to the baby boomers. <laughs> you mean? I think it might be. A sh- well, because I think I, I do find certainly my parents, but I, and I extrapolate from there because why not generalise? You know, it works for human beings of all ages. Um, I think if I generalise from my parents, they, they are. They think like very small children. They expect the government to provide they expect someone else to provide. Um, they don't expect that they have to be the providers mm. or the custodians or the responsible ones. And they don't seem to have the comprehension of the complexity of the world that we live in. And it became rapidly complex from advances in technology after they'd all sort of passed the age of 30 at least. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, keeping up with technology is quite the, quite the undertaking. And what, what we see, uh, what we um, uh, experience, I say experienced by, but obviously tortured by could be another word, is th- this manifests itself as um, endless discussions about property values. It's like oh, yeah. they need oh, to get God, their heads yeah. around this and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so now my my curiosity has gone back to your identity as a clinical psych. I mean, how how important is that? Would you say to your understanding of you, Jerry, as a person? Like, is it? I don't know. Let's let's get a rating scale going. Is it eighty percent important? Is it twenty percent important? Is it over half? 
51 120 percent is it is it oh wow no it's always with me of course of course it's always with me even okay it's with me even if I react against it Uh, an example I find this yeah let's talk about this because this seems I'm interested in trying to understand this I'm trying to figure out do I do this and I probably do but I'm trying to yeah, but you keep going. You were on a roll there, and I interrupted. I apologize. Uh, no, no, that's that's quite okay. So it's 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 always with me, and that's possibly yeah. why I feel a bit untethered or a okay. bit not myself on holidays. Even though, yeah, right, because you I haven't got enjoy, work. Yeah, I enjoy holidays, um, but that's even, okay. So you, so I suppose that part of your identity recedes for a little while, and some, and another other parts come forward. I guess. So yes. you're right. You'd be, yes. you'd be like mum and daughter, yeah. and maybe partner. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, one thing that yeah. is burning within me, although maybe this is for a different time, Righto. some of it could be citizen, like. Oh God! What are we one, Jerry. Doing to be good citizens, and you know, yeah. and I'm not boasting by any means because my answer is bugger all. Um, right. But yes, I'll give right. you an example. Okay. Of yeah, give us when an example. The identity was with me because uh, the other thing is the rest of the world. Um, even though they don't have a nuanced view, the rest of the world, I would say, generally has a positive image of psychologists. Um, and an image that psychologists are hardworking or caring sometimes. Okay. Maybe, maybe not always. Maybe I'm just kidding myself. But anyway, and mum. So someone okay. I know from mum world ah, um, yeah, yeah. said to me, I know you're a psychologist and this happened to me at work. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I must admit that instead of uh-huh. being appalled by this, my ego mm. was stroked a bit. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit ashamed, okay. I guess, to say that. Are you? Um, yeah, well, how, yeah how, I am a well, bit. Yeah, I really. Well, on, let's talk about that briefly because I'm curious now because so, you, you're speaking for yourself but also for possibly other people because shame is very hard to, it's hard to pin down. It's a bit of a hot spot here. Let, let's go slow. Why do you feel a sense of, like, Shouldn't I, I there, shouldn't Jerry? have done that. I shouldn't have oh. been so okay. ego invested that I liked it. Okay. Um, you were pre- yeah, but you were, but here's another way. Okay, yeah. So shame's always difficult to understand, actually, because a lot of it's hidden. You feel is there a sort of what is that? What is, is it that shame? There? Is it cringiness? Is it shame? Was I being cringiness? Was I being a dick? I don't know. Is, is that you were, a feeling I think of you shame? Were, you I guess it's on little, the spectrum you of shame. A little bit uncomfortable with her perceiving that you might have had some expertise that could help. Was that what it was? Well, you can judge by what I did because I what think did you do? I reacted against it. So, so she was telling me a work problem I and I so. said, you need to call that woman. This is the oh, right. diplomatic person <laughs> of yeah, work. Okay, yeah. I'm, you need to call that woman a wicked whore and storm out of the room. Um, oh, now, that's that's course, fabulous. Good clinical work right there. Like, I think right. that's great. Right, <laughs> I'm on to it, right? I'm, I'm upholding yeah, those yeah. professional yeah, standards. So I was reacting on. against that. I was I was hopefully in a joking uh, way saying I'm off so the funny. clock. I'm uh, off the clock, yeah, but this is what the, the real clock. me would say. And, of course, it you was know, terrible advice. Of course I was laughing. Uh, <laughs> You know, and and she, I would like to just tell the world before everyone complains that she realised that this was a joke and this was terrible advice. Um, Okay, but there's a whole big double, yeah. Yeah, sometimes the antidote to, to the investment in the profession and wanting so badly to do well at the profession, I think sometimes my antidote is a sense of, of mischief. Um, oh yeah, I think no. Here, this is complicated though because very rarely do you get a client who rocks in to session with a simple problem. But everyone, every, yes, I don't. I don't everybody. Think that's what. That's not every, what Australia's needing in their mental health picture, or maybe. Well, I, oh, I don't know. I mean, people like when I work with clients, especially if I use like something a bit more psychoanalytic. And you have to digest that pretty quickly because you, you just can't go full pelt into that. 
But I do like to introduce the idea of an inner child in some form because a lot of mm. people have had that part of themselves hurt, ignored, mm-hmm. neglected, mm. not parented, and that, that part wants to have play and fun because this part of us, I mean, I think your brain development mirrors this process. So it's like the, the, inner, the middle, the inner brain, mm. the limbic system, the amygdala and all that sort of kit. And this part of you thinks like a child, acts like a child and feels like a child. And if it's running the show in somebody's life, perhaps you're a baby boomer, who knows? <laughs> um, you know, boom, boom, boom. Um, then, then if it's not integrated into the rest of your personality, it, it can do sneaky things like act out, drink, have dangerous sexual interactions, lie, you know, all these sorts of things that create chaos into a person's life. And it can be very hard for somebody to internally parent that part of themselves but I, yes. I don't think that's what you were doing but yeah I think that, what were you doing there you, you're kind of cracking a joke you weren't totally comfortable being in the social situation and being seen as an expert oh god I've got a good story about oh this. I'm looking forward to this already <laughs> so I have a neighbor <laughs> I'm not telling you on what side it could be the back the front the side or across the road but I'm not so you got five options to choose four four options to choose from anyway it could be generally in the suburb and my neighbor oh, has a child who the school psychologist did a report on and raised the question mark of autism I think we're seeing some a lot of autism being diagnosed sometimes it's you know, there's a reason for it. Sometimes there might not be. And we weren't quite sure about the diagnosis. Now, this this particular neighbour, because I find being a psychologist doesn't necessarily evoke awe and inspiration. Sometimes it evokes other reactions like competitiveness, <laughs> like different kinds of envy, like also sort of terror. <laughs> anyway, so she she invited my she she sort of has a slight crutch on my husband, which is fun, kind of interesting. So one night they were putting the bins out, and my neighbour happened to be out there at the same time for about five nights in, in a row. And then on the fifth, because I can hear this upstairs, on the fifth night she asks us around for dinner the following week, which is a massive occasion. So we go around there, and and she's prepared like a literally, I'm not joking, a five course meal. We had rose slam and all the trimmings. There was like ten vegetables and. And um, anyway, I have a, I have to maintain a sort of delicate distance from my community because I work in a kind of a village, so I'm yes, be yeah, really careful yeah. how I interact with everyone. So I'll kind of keep a bit of distance. So anyway, we're around there, and I'm being really polite. We're all being polite, and she starts feeding us the, the, the booze, the spirits, and you know we were like five sheets to the wind, but within about half an hour, <laughs> which was not good form. It was not good form. Wow, Australian hospitality <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> so I'm still not sure why we're around there and we're having lots of jokes and the usual stories about all the bugger-ups at a wedding and how the bride was pregnant and all, all that usual stuff. Anyway, finally, the, the, after too many, too many drinks, actually, we all got, um, you know, we were, we were about close to passing out, I think you might say, and her husband... <laughs> They start, then finally this report gets brought up. We're all really tanked and and he's in disagreement about the diagnosis and what would I know, I'm you know, and his parents are psychologists and I'm like, okay, we need to go, but now my legs don't work. So, <laughs> so and then her husband apologises for himself, excuses himself and goes to bed. This is, mind you, about 1 o'clock. And the reason we're still around there is because we can't literally leave. We can't walk out the door. We're too inebriated. And finally, this report is produced at 1.30, by which time I can't even read the words. <laughs> and the question was, do you agree with the diagnosis? <sighs> That's not the end of the story. Somehow we crawl home, myself and the husband. And uh, Did you manage to evade? I, I, look, I, you- I, got the sho- I got the shoes off and were face planted into the bed and before I passed out. My husband managed to strip off and ended up nude on the toilet and fell asleep. <laughs> and we both woke up the next morning feeling really hungover. But we, and we, you know, we never spoke of this. <laughs> we never spoke of this event, Jerry. Ever again? No, never. So now the whole world knows. But um, but I'm not telling you who it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, but so it's we don't rough know. Because, because 
I mean, if it is part of your identity, there is a source yeah. of pride. Maybe it's hubris well, there. Yeah. But then there is the kind of I can't talk about it in a yeah, casual way. No. Right? That's why we have no. assessments, you know. Um, well, especially something like autism, but even even my example, even a work problem, like you know, it is it is worth discussing, and it oh, it all comes back to the whole people don't really understand what we do. Yeah, no, I think this is um, the worst part of it because we, it's it's also quite hard to explain in simple terms what you do, and there, there are specialisations in psychology that you can develop either formally, like training in clinical psych or ed dev or forensic but there's also mm. things you develop on the way like you I've developed like a, I do a lot of trauma work and just yes. that's what you end up being good yes. at but you're right you can't speak casually about it you have to be able to negotiate boundaries with a neighbor so of course even though I couldn't read the words I said you need to take this back to the psychologist who did the assessment and oh, it was within you and me <laughs> I immediately got into role because I just thought I've got to it's hard to preserve the relationships and I don't know that other people can see you when you're a psychologist as just a person. I, I don't know if they can. I don't know but if they you can. Said, you said something at a much yeah. deeper level than than I said. You said yeah. that um, I, I was kind of uh, maybe maybe this is from my parents. I was sort of like the Labrador, like, oh, yeah, of course everybody yeah. loves psychologists. Um, yeah. But you well, said that other emotions come into play. Yeah, you said, they, they do. Um, well, can you talk more about that? Because I am finding that absolutely fascinating and perhaps yeah. I'm a bit insightless. I don't really know how the public reacts to us as professionals, as people. Well, I think it, this is what I've found because I run my own practice and I've been doing that for just over 10 years. I think GPs in general have absolutely no idea what you do. And they tend to assess your practice based on whether the person likes you or not. Mm. As a, not, mm. not whether, and the reason they do that, and I understand why, is because they don't have an easy way to assess what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> like they don't, mm. they're not trained in behavioral learning theory. We have to collaborate and work with a person. We've got to create like a working partnership with them. We can't give them a script. So when a client comes back and says to them, oh, you know, I had a, she tried to make me do some homework and I told me, oh, you know, this wasn't working. She's such a meanie. Well, that's their, their version of what happened. Then, that, then the GP takes that on face value. So that creates a kind of not to mention, <sighs> I think mm. mental health in general mm. is, is not, I heard this great joke once about this issue. Hang on, how's it go? So, so in a hospital setting, psychiatry is to medicine what borderline personality disorder is to psychiatry. And I think that, yeah, you got it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's how medicine sees psychology. They just don't get it. Like it's like what that just it's like this chaos bin, you know, whatever goes on behind that curtain, we don't want to know. There's no x-rays, there's no blood tests. It's too hard to assess. And fair enough, because psychology sort of occurs in a blind spot. Like the need for it is you're covering a blind spot. So the, those emotions that you're talking yes. about, I find specifically with women in particular, women can get very competitive with the role of the psychologist. If you stand for a potential surrogate partner, a potential critic for parenting or motherhood, mm. that's, that's, that's mm. complicated to work mm. with. That's a really complicated dynamic, actually, because I, I mean, I've, I work with I've worked with a lot of mothers over the years that are very conflicted about being a mother. Yeah, you know, they might be they might be really intelligent women who had a, you know, a significant career before they had children, and then their world just collapsed when they had a baby, or they might have had a difficult birth, or yes, it, it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, and they just it's hard for them to make the transition from, you know, sophisticated conceptual thought and responsibility down to dealing with a baby who won't do what you ask them to, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a totally different skill set. Yeah, I think and you could actually be talking about me here. Um, <laughs> actually, well, that's there possibly is... true, you know, because a lot of, I don't think the the experience of motherhood for all women is a source of joy especially in the early days especially in the first and couple of years and it's very taboo it's taboo to talk about yeah. how how difficult yeah, it, is. it is 
Um, and I'm like having a laugh mm-hmm. and a whinge about family yeah. origin work coming up um, because <laughs> sure. of <the> recent visits <laughs> from oh, yeah. the baby boomer Queenslanders. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hell, your family of origin work um, is going to come I up know. when you've got a newborn. That's oh, that's for sure. Where, Absolutely. That's where um, things are going to start getting real. Um, yeah, that's true. That's really true. Hang on, you but, said so, something else yeah. really good. There, yeah. which is that people people don't know what it's all about. Uh, sorry, I've lost it, but it was. Oh, they was don't the, have a blind spot. But psychology happens in a blind spot in our culture. The need for it covers a blind spot, like, mm, mm. like it's sort of like a chaos bin for the things we don't know how to deal with. Go and see a psychologist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And as a result of that, oh, geez, but, you know, I hear what you're saying about the identity thing. I think even if you, it's very hard for anybody to see you as a person when you are also a psychologist because they project things onto you, but it's not the same thing. It's like mm. they project a judge or a intelligent person or a woman or a woman. Or a doctor, I, and then some of, yeah. yeah, I know. But so I find think, that women get competitive. They get competitive. Oh, okay. Or, or can do. Oh, tell me, tell me more. Um, <laughs> but but well, you know, that's what I was going to say too. Is yeah. you know how you were talking about how the GPs say, "Oh, yeah. did you like them?" and judge them by that. Yeah, that is really rough. And if I could just it is rough. whinge about that for a second, <laughs> let's have a whinge. These are very first. <laughs> world problems I know that they're from a position of privilege but I hate that idea of psychology as a popularity contest oh it's just a, um, it's a bit of a it's just a I don't know what you do about it though it's to, yeah. it's to do with I don't know what we can do about it yeah I mean the way I, the way I, the antidote I provide to that is you need to be able to say in really simple terms what it is that you do so I say psychology is predominantly about learning how to do things it's learning skills learning development Mm. And that when you've learned something that doesn't work, it's about finding a new new skill or a new habit to an old problem. Mm. So it takes so it takes practice and it takes effort, and there'll be failures and successes along the ways, and it, it won't always be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but I think what's going on is everybody wants to project the loving mother onto the psychologist, and when she or he inevitably fails, then there's a big backlash of you're a bad psychologist because you you didn't make me happy yeah yeah I didn't feel good at the end of the no session. yeah I know. I know it's I mean, not this doesn't happen all the time but there's a there's a percentage of of experiences that would fall under that category yeah yeah no it is it is it is a bit rough it is rough um, what are we trying to understand here? I'm just trying to because there's a that's a very big topic that why that happens. Yeah, no, um, we've got a lot of very big topics here. We've also got that yeah. other thread that you brought up is that people yeah. feel competitive. Oh yeah, um, but that that's we a, give off something ooh. that is uh, enviable or up ourselves or what what, is, think, what what the hell are we talking about here i have no idea but well i, I think it's basic ego strength stuff like it's like you know you, the, the person who comes in let's say they're a mother and they've got a problem with their child right but they don't have a very strong ego and being a mother allows that mother archetype to sit on them and they feel stronger but then they're having trouble parenting their child. They can't get them to sleep or they're having mm. some behaviour problems, whatever. And the psychologist is supposed to have the answer to this. And the psychologist starts to try and provide, you know, strategies and, and, and interventions. And that conflicts with the mother's idea that they're a good mother, which is mm. their core, which is the mm. ego. It, they've got a, not a strong sense of self and then this has bolstered their sense of self. So they're not actually able to question themselves or reflect on what they're doing enough to change it. I mean, counselling doesn't work unless you're able to engage in a self-reflection process. Like you have to go, okay, I was doing this and it didn't work. Maybe if I change this, I'll get a different outcome. Mm. But if you can't do that or don't want to do that or feel resistance or or want to throw a tantrum, which, as you know, never happens in the therapy room. (laughs) There's There's never any tantrums. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them are might know. 
but everyone's got an inner child, right? So, well, this is, this is sort of what I notice in, in my work. You have to sort of help someone understand that the different parts of themselves and, mm. and, and people can often, if they've had a neglected or weak experience being parented, they're very likely to replicate that not only with their own children but also with the way they relate to their, themselves, Mm. So if you if you come in and try and improve the situation, what you're also doing is highlighting that weakness, mm. and it makes people feel very uncomfortable and they feel attacked. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's just ego ego strength that's sort of not there, and that's a much bigger construction problem of the psyche. I would say. What do you yeah. think? I yeah, I'm a little blown away by that. Oh really? I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what I, do you mean? Say what you mean. I want to. I want to actually say the opposite. I want to say oh. that some of my absolute favorite clients, like the people that I will always treasure and think about, are people yeah. who have come for difficulties with parenting. Um, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favourite kinds of interventions and discussions and uh, I, I feel... But I'm assuming you're having the discussion so the person who's coming is ready and willing to, to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's the difference. They've, they've chosen yeah. to come for that yeah. um, and full respect to them, you know, full respect. They're yeah. coming for someone else, aren't they? They're coming to bear yeah, that's all true. of this in a most intimate and frequently disastrous relationship. So so I love that and I love and I love that work. But then there's a lot of the other kind of work that you've described, I guess particularly in my hospital job. uh, where at the hospital people people have not necessarily Uh, they're not involuntary, they're not technically no. involuntary, but sometimes they've been told to come and they might not have yeah. an awareness of, of why they're coming and, and what they're doing to contribute to the problem that they're coming for. Uh, yeah. so, so more of it comes up then. I also have had an experience uh, as a mum and been dealing I, I may have told you this before. I may have even told yeah. you this last week or whenever. Uh, but when my child yeah. started kindy, there was a, yeah. um, a entanglement or a oh, yeah. coming Ooh. together or an explosion of socioeconomic status and geography. I don't uh, live. Sure. I don't live far from a major university. Um, and in the kindy class, right there were. There was a forensic psychologist, another clinical psychologist. There was myself, oh, okay. a clinical psychologist. Yeah, in wow. Mums studying psychology. Yeah, um, okay. So, yeah, I just tried to hide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we had a to be response there. Invisible. Like- <laughs> I wore a lot of beige, you know. Oh, so I know we just raced. So that was a little hot spot there. Let's go one, rewind, rewind. So what what happened? I mean, am I, we probably haven't got enough time to go deeply into this, but I'm sure it'll come up again. Like what what happened there? We got the forensic psych, we got the clean psych, we got you in it's your silly. beige. What what's happened? And then the kids. Like what were you hiding from, Jerry? Like not trying to have a crack at you. I'm genuinely curious. Like. Like what was there a feeling of uncomfortableness? Like what happened? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, what happened? The short <laughs> answer is nothing. This is all shit oh. that's going on in my head, isn't it? <laughs> so no. there was you dropping the kids off, and they were dropping their kids off, and then you had some internal dialogue happening. It sounds like. Little bit of dialogue going on. So what were um, we having? Things like I don't know. Like, so what, what, what happened? Yeah. Um, what happened is I was this is kindy, and I was very yeah. um very clear on my mission. This was my second child, so I had it worked out. Yeah. I okay. was gonna Good job. suck up to that kindy teacher. Oh, like nobody's Right, my <laughs> my kid was going to come out of that class with a reading level of 
I had a 14 or I was going to die. I was going to die in the attempt. Um, So I was there um, doing a stunning job after school one day. I mean, you would have been proud of me, Emmy. Um, Good, good, good job. Anything to the teacher. Like a a Trojan. Wow. Like a vacuum vacuum cleaner even. Like (laughs) you were suctioned on there, right? Good job. Well done. Like a Dyson even. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yes, and then <laughs> then I was interrupted because Rude. it's very hard to get sucking up time, albeit yeah, I know. And you, time to and you would have had to teach. Yeah, and oh, you would have had to practice in front of the mirror as well. Like so, you've got you know you would have had to b- pump your own tires to do that. Yeah, righto, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds somewhat critical, but anyway, then no, I was no, interrupted. <laughs> I was interrupted in this. Oh. In this excellent performance oh, no. by the oh, no. by the other by the other Quinn Syke who tried to win the interaction by mentioning a talk she was doing for the PNC. Oh um, really? <laughs> what do you mean really? Well, I'm so shocked, you know, that I'm, I'm, no, I'm being sarcastic and it's very dangerous to use sarcasm in, in, in therapy. My God, it's very dangerous, but it's um Wow. No, a lot this of double is what really happens. Yeah, yeah, no, this is really what happened. So she swanned in and grabbed the spotlight yeah. and sort of grabbed it for herself. That does, so don't want to say the next comment because it's rude. <laughs> it does seem <laughs> very uh, consistent with the values and mission statement of um, clinical psych, if yeah. I'm honest. <laughs> I mean that was that was very that was hard. That was yeah, rough. maybe maybe. I don't, know. I don't that's, know. No, but let's go back to you because that's not good. You were anyway, there. The, the forensic psych was yeah. very easygoing and lovely. Oh yeah. Right um, on. and the interconnectedness of all things. Bought my kid an ice cream at the end of primary oh, school. So okay. Um, forensic psychs can be proud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, they got it. They deal with a rough crowd as well. Like they got, they got, they got. They, they, yeah, they're they're exposed to a lot of pain, aren't they? Yeah, um, a lot of complex maybe situations, even more a lot of addiction. Than we're exposed yeah. to maybe that's um, probably true. So I would just go home and um, use yeah. the word alpha a lot to. My oh, husband. did you? She's very right. alpha. Um, might be that. Might be true. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it was probably true, but yeah. Um, yeah. How do you? How did you feel though? That was that was. I don't know. Can we talk about that for a minute? I, I don't know. I don't know how to navigate such a situation as well. My instinct is to just not to pull away from somebody yes. like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I, know what. Maybe that's not the right thing, but I. I mean, otherwise you just have to have a conflict with them. I mean, that, that's sort of where does that go? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah, there is no point. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it goes, I don't think it goes, yeah, there's there's nowhere for that kind of thing to go except no. exactly as I know what you're going to say. I know exactly okay. what you're going to say. Oh, you do. Oh, good, I don't. Events you know. like this are, can be a trigger for self-reflection, yeah. for self-work. Maybe. Um, but I hear what you're saying as a phenomena. Like it's a, it, I think it's a, I mean, we probably need a, this will probably come up a lot as we go forward, like this issue of how women compete and how far they'll take it and whether they cross lines. And, and in my experience, some women very much are comfortable crossing lots of lines. And in fact, I'm not even yeah. sure they think there is a line there. Yeah. And what, yeah. And what the price of that is and wh- how you respond to such a dynamic as a psychologist is really complicated yeah and that's that's the other thing that we never talk about but is so clear is that essentially psychology is for the most part of course there's exceptions and of course we'll talk about that but for the most part it is women getting on with women I know we have male clients and so on but our colleagues are predominantly women yeah um well, mine, I, if it goes up and down for me, but I've, it's about, I don't know, it, it approaches 50-50 depending on the month. It could be 60-40 some months, but 
You talking about colleagues yeah. or are you talking uh, about no, no, clients? I, uh, I just meant, yeah, oh, I suppose I meant clients. I'm having a bit of a vague day today, Jerry. I apologise. I you told a whopper of a story. Do you know who we need in on this, right? Who, like, who do we need? Let's just get like, her in right. on, on the line now. Yes, we who, need who? Leanne Moriarty, um, <laughs> New York Times bestselling novelist of <laughs> domestic do they... noir, oh. Leanne Moriarty would have something to add on this because sometimes there are transient psychologists in her books and there is a lot of oh. picking kids up from school and there is a lot of um, oh. yeah. female relationships and so on. So we need, we need her wisdom, I think. Um, Look, I, I feel like I've got, I feel like I'm more thoughtful today than um, expressive, which uh, is um, interesting for me, but perhaps not not for you. <laughs> which is how I, I feel like we've, we've got to land the plane in a minute, Jerry. Uh-oh. I, 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 well, we kind of do because I'm just, look at that, darn it, look at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got to land the damn plane. Well, this and exciting other aspects of, the dilemmas of psychologists will show up in about two weeks, I suppose. I yeah. don't know what we haven't. It's been what? How do what? What are you sitting with as we kind of try and land the plane? It's a feeling of um, that when these things mm, are happening, right, yeah, they're painful, right? Whether they, they be painful. your family mm. or whether they be, yeah, and they transcend profession. We're looking at it yeah. through the window of our profession, but surely these yeah. things happen too. You know, I'm sure they do. I'm, civil I engineers or yeah. oral hygienists or um, I, I know they happen in medicine because I'm marine biologists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, who who, who uh, get around in, yeah. Yeah, may, yeah, that's right. Those marine biologists <laughs> they get around in bikinis. Yeah, well Yeah, they, they'd have some issues in, going on. <laughs> I don't um, I yeah, I don't know. What are we, so what are we just, what is the theme where kind of, I don't know if we could have some summing up, some summing up when notes When it happens now. in the yeah. past, right, it, that's yeah. your present and that's yeah, painful. Yeah, that's true. That's when true. we look when we look back on it, that can be our window to understanding. Even if it's only yeah. understanding something superficial or silly perhaps some growth can come out of it because yeah I mean the expertise that I'm sure you want to ask me about that everyone (laughs) wants to ask me about is how do you hide in a primary school I know the answer in me (laughs) and I know the answer from my experiences just as you know the answer to how to deal with a neighbor when you're blind drunk (laughs) Well, you have to crawl home because that's what we did. It was a disgrace. Oh, my goodness. Um, I suppose I think when people come to see a psychologist, I think somewhere in the room is the the hope or the expectation that the person has the miraculous answer. Mm, and there's mm. some level of disappointment yes. when, it, when it's eventually revealed that actually, no, the answer is not only within you but it's it's your your responsibility slash privilege to find it. Yeah, and that the there's there's no easy answers. No. Ooh, no, there's no ooh. easy answers. And they're not simple generally. Generally there isn't a simple answer. But um mm. Mm. I suppose these and other mysteries will be tackled in, in a short period of time. But we're gonna have to go, Jerry. We we're gonna are. have to look at that. We time, are. I'm, I'm missing you already, Emmy. Well, um, <laughs> we'll we'll check in again in 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 a little while, and but for now, I'm going to say goodbye. Bye, Tiger. Bye. See Bye. You.